0: Welcome to Wash Day Talks, where we speak about life through a genuine lens. Think of me as a friend, a sister, someone who's got a lot to say and a lot to give. So make sure you tune in every Thursday. I'd advise that you start taking notes. Heyo and welcome to another episode of Wash Day Talks. I am your podcast host, Deborah and I am saying hi I'm also saying apologies I believe the last time I posted was two weeks ago and I have a habit of posting every Thursday at 12 p.m. I have been very consistent (laughs) but the past two weeks have been a lot so unfortunately a lot of things in my life which I was very consistent with kind of fell apart but I'm making it a habit to come back yeah, so it's me. <laughs> Thank you so much for all the returning listeners, for all the people who check out the Instagram page, which is Washday Talks on Instagram, for the people who check out the blog, which is Washday Talks on Wix, or just Google Washday Talks, and for the people who check out the Loki YouTube page, which is also Washday Talks on YouTube. As you see, we're doing a little empire here so blog instagram youtube twitter soon come tiktok just is not an app that works for me at this current period of time potentially in the future but and obviously podcast we are on spotify apple podcasts basically every podcast streaming platform amazon podcast pocketcast overcast anchor um also you know what you guys should send me questions on instagram Send me messages on Instagram. Some people already do messages of encouragement, leaving comments. Make sure you check out the Instagram for, like, nice short bit. bursts of motivation. I do, like, you know, maybe 30-second videos just sharing motivation and stuff. So, yeah, make sure you check that out. If you have the time, and if you don't have the time, make the time. So, yeah, um, this was just a very, quite a lengthy intro. Me apologising... For lack of consistency, I'm just settling in to having moved out of my home. <laughs> so yeah, independence, come on, living by yourself, Hey. So yeah, it took me a while, not a while, but just t- to find my feet and deal with my new schedule. I am actually coming, having come back from Art Club. That kind of links to what I want to talk about today, which is... <laughs> I was going to phrase it in such a Nigerian way, but I have to understand that if you are not, like, West African or if you don't get what I'm saying, it may come across as very rude. I remember I said something like this in a secondary school citizenship class and I got told off by my teacher... But essentially, in nicer words, I can't come and die for my degree, okay? I can't come and die for my degree. I can't come and die for stress. Basically, it means I'm not gonna put so much pressure on myself to the point where I jeopardize my health for something. Like, I can't come and die for it, please. Yo, it's not, it's like, yeah. So today, I like, because I like my degree, I do though. Um. Uh, I like to read up on it. I have a lot of reading because of the nature of my course and the university at which I'm doing the course. And there is a tendency for me sometimes to feel like if I don't do everything now, I'm not going to get it done. That I need to get things done as soon as I get them. I need to be efficient. I need to be quick. I need to plan every ounce of my day. I'm better now, but before it used to make me quite distressed when I would plan my day and I didn't follow through with the elements of my plan so yeah I'm better now in that sense but still I need to teach myself that it's okay to wait it's okay to enjoy things it's okay to deviate from your scheduled list okay organization is very good but when you start micromanaging your life and when you start encouraging emotional responses to a failure to micromanage your life that's when you're treading on rocky terrain so today my eyes were hurting my head was hurting I was just really tired I haven't I wasn't sleeping well because I was making it seem like every night I have to be doing staying up till 12 in the library you know what's funny sometimes I wouldn't even do work in the library I just go to the library like okay so every evening I go to the library and I would just choose to go at 11 when I could have gone at a better time I know anyways so yeah I was just quite tired and today I was like okay I'm tired but I have a lot of work to do So I need to do it. But I told myself, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to work yourself to a point where you are physically ill. Because that's how I was feeling. The way I was feeling, it was as if I was going to become ill of stress. So I said, you know what? You have a lot to do, but you're not doing anything today. And I went to art club in the evening. I did a lovely like pastel drawing. And I came home early, art club is supposed to finish like in 50 minutes, so came home about an hour early. And I was like, oh good, I'm an hour early, I can like, you know, do some reading. So, you know, before the next day, and I said no, no, I'm going to be strict with myself. Because I can't come and die for my degree, okay? (laughs) That's the nice way to put it. Essentially what I'm saying is, never have anything in your life that, takes so much from you. I should clarify, because this is a very broad statement, but never idolise. I think idolise is the word. Never idolise something to the point where you're willing to trade your entire well-being for it. Because obviously if someone said, okay, die for your degree, I would say no. But with the way I was treating myself, I was implicitly showing that I valued my academic performance over my physical health. And I need to work to the point where I say, okay, I know how to work hard. I know how to knuckle down, but I also know how to respect my body. How to acknowledge that I am a human being worthy of respect. I'm a human being entitled To living lavish, okay? Okay, I'm joking now. I guess we're all entitled to living lavish. But I'm worthy of respect. I need to treat myself in a way that is respectful. And if that means setting aside time for myself to do things that are seemingly a waste of time, you know, also learning to detach from that mentality that anything that doesn't have tangible academic result is a waste of time. So, yeah, oh, me going for a walk is a waste of time because it's not contributing to my academic performance, no. I I needed to detach from that mentality and be able to say, yeah, we will do recreational things, we will do fun things. So I've been trying to implement more things into my schedule. I like to go for walks, I like to listen to talks, you know, reading for pleasure, podcasting, blogging, looking at Instagram pages that I like, Instagram poetry, Instagram self-help reels, talking to my friends, talking to my family without dreading the reading I need to do once they hang up. And the thing is, what's very funny is I would adopt this mentality, but when I actually approach the work I need to do, I'm doing it like half-heartedly or with loads of distractions. So if I really valued my education that much, I would put my entire focus into it when I'm doing it rather than doing it with half of my attention. So the moral or the summary of this podcast episode is just a word of encouragement, not just to university students, not just to law students, not just to people with very demanding jobs and very demanding lifestyles, but to basically everybody. Don't come and die for and insert your plight. Don't come and die for your job don't come and die for your bills, don't come and die for your comparison, don't have something in your life that is idolized so much to the point where you neglect yourself in pursuit of it because one thing that I had to keep telling myself was if you work yourself to the point where you are sick, you won't be able to work. So you're thinking that, okay I can't take a break because there's so much to do. But if you don't take a break now, you'll be forced to take a break. So, yeah, I wouldn't say I was operating the extreme. I would say that I have the capacity to do a lot more than I was doing. It was just poor time management and self-bullying into thinking that I need to do more when actually, no. Um, if you manage your time well, you'll be all right. The degree is demanding. There is a lot of work to do. But if I don't read everything on the reading list, which I intend to do, don't worry, but the worst case scenario is I don't get to read everything on the reading list because I took a day off. I can explain that. I can catch up. Even I don't mind saying, okay, I will wake up at 6am and do 6am, if I have to, 6am to like maybe 10pm. Obviously, I'll take breaks, but if I have to, just so I can have this one day of rest because mentally I was feeling a lot of stress. My eyes were hurting, my head was hurting. I said, this isn't right. Um, I'm only three weeks into my degree. I have a lot more time to go. I'm getting more efficient and quicker. I'm comprehending things very well. But in the period of trial and error, it required me putting in a lot of extra effort. So we're learning, we're taking things slow. But a principle of mine is I cannot come and die for my degree. I cannot come and seriously jeopardize my health for a law degree. What so I can? It's important to get everything done, but it's also important to live. These are some great years of my life, and I really want to live this this and enjoy it. So I, it's, I allow myself to stay up and read. I allow myself to stay up and talk to my friends, talk to people I love and I reprimand myself for dreading the work to do. And when I started adopting this approach to my degree, I'm enjoying it so much. I'm getting excited to do the reading because once I remove it from that position of it being an idol in my life, things start to make sense. Not that that my degree was an idol. I do contradict myself a lot, but I was seeing it becoming that when I started contemplating no I can't go to this event I can't come home this weekend because of the reading the reading the reading it's like bro it's okay to take a weekend off yeah it's very inconvenient yeah you might be stressed for the next two days but you really want to go to this event you really want to go and see these people do it and there's also a level of self-trust that comes with it like I trust myself that I will do the work I trust myself I'll put in the hours so why not exercise that trust? Stop, I should stop treating myself like someone who's not trustworthy. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I just caught sight of a law book on my table and like my heart started beating quicker. So I'm not completely over it yet. Okay, I still have a long way to go. But just really nipping it in the bud before I develop a very dangerous habit. It's only 8.46pm. By all means, I can do some law reading right now. But I need to rest. I need to sleep. Art club was beautiful. I'm going to have some water. I'll drink some water. Get hydrated. Chill in my bed. And have a beautiful sleep. Not a 1am sleep. A beautiful, maybe 9 to 7.30am sleep. Oh, that is beautiful. Guys, don't comment and die for your degree, okay? Apologies if that offends anyone. It's just a very Nigerian... Slugs use, like, I can't come and kill myself. That's what we say, like, I can't come and kill myself. Don't come and die for this. Yeah. As you can hear, I'm quite tired, actually. I've been, like, in my lectures this morning. It's very tired. But, yeah, I am going to ace this degree, I already know. But I'm just really excited to see how I develop. I think as I'm in supervisions and stuff, I keep realising Zor, is the degree for me. Because my heart and my face lights up when I talk about it. And I believe that it's going to make my podcast episodes a lot more informative and knowledgeable. As I, even this whole university experience, as I go to talks, interact with different people, ideas for content will stem up in my head. Also darling, that when you... So when I had a lot more free time, I realised I was more ready to do things for people, to be present and things like that. And I don't want that to change. I don't want it to be like once new things start happening in my life, I forget my former obligations. That's a very interesting topic that will be nice to go into maybe another time. But the importance of maintaining consistency in your devotions. Don't let it be okay where I love you so much now, I'll do anything for you, I'm here for you. But when I get a boyfriend, when I get a job, when I get this fame, these opportunities I've been craving, I then forget about you, I'm too busy for you. I was talking to my brother and he was like, you don't let it be like now that you're at Cambridge University, you stop forgetting things. Because it used to be like, oh, I'm too stressed. I'm sorry, I can't come, I can't come. I've got too much reading to do. Yeah, I can't turn up. I'm missing this. I can't go to this. And I was like, no... In reality, you can go. You make time. It's just before you didn't have a lot of things preventing you from making time. Now you do. But the more things you have on your schedule, the more opportunities you have to show these people that you genuinely care and value them, as in you make time for them. Now I want to make time for the people I love. I don't want to shun the people I love. But I can't lie, like... Yeah, one of my friends is supposed to come and visit me last week, but I had to tell her to cancel because the way the day was going, I would be getting back home, like, properly at 7.30pm. So I was like, by the time your train gets here, I'm in the lecture. By the time i am finished everything I need to do today, the workshops, the supervisions, it's 7.30. There's no point in you coming because I won't be here. And I just think at the point in my life where I am now, like in my university experience, I'm still settling in. So when people are like, oh, when can I come and visit you? I'm like, if you were to come and see me on a weekend, I would most likely be doing a lot of work, um, prepping for supervisions and reading and things. So obviously me trying to detach from the mentality of overworking and neglecting the relaxation I was going to say social aspects but I started treating social activities as meetings like things I had to go to and tick off my to-do list so it's not even like I wasn't socializing I think just detaching from that mentality that everything needs to be micro-planned and managed um, but why would you come and I'm stressed because I'm like oh my gosh I've scheduled you socializing with me into my calendar and there's something else in the next slot after you leave, why would I, why would you come when I'm stressed and when I don't have time to fully be present with you? So it's not so much like I'm shunning you; it's just now isn't the right time. Because when you come, I don't want it to be that. I feel like you coming is, is a stress, and it's sad to say that. But at this point, well, maybe not at this point, but like maybe last week and the week before, it would be an in, quite an intense stress to have people. Um, over because my schedule was like quite packed obviously these introductory meetings these introductory things these workshops my schedule was just a lot more bigger than it needed to be so yes but I am really tired right now my body is aching and it's really screaming to me Debs you need to sleep and you need to rest and then you go about your day tomorrow like the amazing person you are But I'm really grateful for, you know, the people in my life who remind me, you know, who are able to catch me and be like, okay, you need to take a step back. You need to chill. It's not that deep. You're not the only one doing a difficult degree. I have a habit of complaining a lot about all the reading I have to do. But I think it's more so it's easy to start conversations by complaining That's what I've realised. But I need to look for better ways to start conversations than complaining about all the work I have to do. Because in reality, reality, I really enjoy the reading and I enjoy the questions and I enjoy the critical thinking and I enjoy these challenging bits and I do feel a sense of triumph and accomplishment when I finish the reading. And it's fun. (laughs) And this is definitely the right degree for me. I just need to change how I articulate that. I was thinking about it a lot of the time. Well, sometimes I say things I don't mean. So I'm like, oh my gosh, it's always so stressful. Like, yes. But is that how I feel? No, not really. I genuinely just feel like, ooh, there's a lot of reading to do. Let's do it. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a challenge. Of course, there's the time where I'm like, ugh, I'm stressed. But those times are largely outweighed by the times where I'm like, ooh, this is cool. I actually get this concept. But because it's more socially acceptable to complain than to sing praises of something that is commonly accepted, as difficult because you don't want to be perceived as, like, arrogant and conceited. So, yeah, because it's more socially acceptable to complain, you fall into that habit of complaining a lot. And I don't want to be a complainer. I want to be a positive person. I want to be someone who... You speak to and you feel light and life because I genuinely believe we all have the capability to be that. We just fall into these habits of speaking negatively, but I want to maintain my position as a light in the world, yeah, like another thing that's um that I'm really not working on, but just learning to embrace, is honesty. I was thinking about it today, I said, I think I talk too much, or like I say the wrong things, or I say things that don't need to be said, and I'm learning how to understand, is it just that I'm honest, or is it that I'm speaking out of line? Just little side comments, like me saying, I really like this chair in your office. Do I need to say that? Is that weird? And I'm trying to learn, is it just my personality or, or am I being a weirdo? <laughs> you know, I think I was talking about this to my brother once. I was like, I need to learn, like, let's say someone makes an observation about me. I need to learn how to detach bad character traits from my natural disposition and my natural character. So someone says, oh, she asks a lot of questions. That's not bad character. That's just my nature. I'm inquisitive. I ask questions. So I won't take that as a piece of feedback on what I need to improve in. But if you said she always butts into conversations, that's arguably an element of bad character that I need to work on. As opposed to, oh, she's very chatty. That's just my disposition, right? So I'm learning how to not analyze everything I say and how to be okay with the fact that okay, Deb, sometimes you do make comments that don't need to be said, like, wow, this is a really nice chair or wow, um, I really like this. I really like that picture frame. Like it's sometimes I feel like it's weird and I'm like, why am I pointing these out? But naturally I notice these things and I appreciate decor in people's rooms. I don't decorate my room. I'm very basic. But I appreciate these little things in people's rooms when I see the intention people put into their rooms or their outfits. And for me to suppress that because I assume it's weird is to suppress the nature of my character. The fact that I notice things about people and spaces and I appreciate it. So even if it's commonly perceived as weird... It's just who I am and I can tone it down. I can speak a lot less. I think it would do me well to speak a lot less. But I shouldn't slam down my whole natural character because I believe it's unconventional. I say this, I used to say this a lot, but the majority sets the standard for mediocrity. I have no intention to be mediocre. Therefore, I don't abide by the standards of the majority. And I want to be more intentional with that. I want to stop curbing my individuality in pursuit of acceptance because I'm very comfortable being on my own. I'm not going to lie, it hurts to be on your own, especially. But, I OK, let me rephrase that. I can be comfortable on my own, not for a prolonged period of time because loneliness is real, but, yeah. I can be comfortable on my own. And if you think I'm weird and your perception of me as being weird is in relation to my disposition, I want to get to a point where I don't take that on as gospel. Yeah, learn how to distinguish the two. It will do you a lot of good. But yeah, guys, I'm tired. I want to sleep. <sighs> Oh my god, I think, should we do a Q&A? I'm going to put on my Instagram page, follow me at Watch Day Talks on Instagram. Sometime, maybe in the next two weeks, I'll do a Q&A. So send through questions, and we can do a question and answer episode, because I have not done one of these in quite some time, and I quite enjoy them. Hearing the questions you have for me, and answering them, I need to get guests, but as you can see, I'm actually very, very tired. Um And, yeah, I'm not complaining about my subject, so I will not mention the next things. But as always... wow, oh, I'm tired. As always, I love you. As always, stay safe. Oh, my gosh, my nose is blocked. Yeah, bye, guys. I love this Watchday Talks community. The views are growing, OK? 1.2K listens. Um, yeah, I'm really happy, so... And there are big things coming, big things in store for the Watchday Talks empire. Um, I'd advise that you become a part of it now. Don't forget we have a PayPal donate, which you can access through the website. You can just donate to the growing movement of Watchday Talks. And, yeah, let's change the world together. Bye.